Hello and welcome to our podcast, episode one of Decades on Dirt Roads, a life lived and worked outside. And I'm one of your hosts, Maddie. And I'm Catherine. Our idea and mission for this podcast is to bring life to the stories untold and that are really only sparked by dirt roads and wandering minds. And it's our passion to share our community's stories throughout the conversations with several different folks that have molded us and inspired us to be the people we are today. Yeah, so basically what we've noticed is that there's a huge exodus of people retiring from forestry type positions. And so those people are leaving this hole and generation of, you know, 30 or younger, I guess, employees. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there's so much knowledge that's being lost with these people leaving. There's not really um, an overlap between your 50 to 60 year old foresters or forestry professionals. Um, And so we're trying to just kind of capture that, some of those stories and continue to learn by interviewing people that we admire and either recreationally or professionally and kind of see where this goes. Yeah. And more than anything, I think this is, this is just a really cool vessel for us personally and maybe selfishly to, to get an opportunity to record some really special moments with people um, that have, that have had a really large impact. And to preface, um, Catherine and I both work outside. I uh, just finished up my rookie season on a hotshot crew in eastern, northeastern Oregon. And Catherine is a forester. Yeah, I work for a private forestry company here in eastern Oregon. So, yeah, we that's, you know, aside from our mission and, and really trying to to poetically and, and elegantly, you know, bring bring life to those stories. We just we want to sit down and we want to record these things and, and have them to listen to and as a byproduct, we want to turn this into a podcast and and share it with people who, you know, maybe worked with that person once. And, you know, we'll get into this later, but I mentioned it earlier in kind of our mission statement, but, you know, we're, we're, we're big community people and and anyone who works, you know, whether it be for the forest service or whether, whether it be for, you know, private forestry industries, um, everybody knows everybody. And so that's a, that's a huge thing for us. And so to be able to share these stories, um, is really important because who knows, maybe the person listening might know the person that we're interviewing and they only met them once on a dirt road somewhere in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, the community is big, but it's also really small. And, you know, with with what Catherine was saying as far as recreating outside, that's one thing that we we've bonded over a lot, whether it be through hiking and now running and trail running um and hunting you know those are those are big things that we enjoy to do or we enjoy doing together outside outside of work um and that was that was kind of how our friendship honestly sparked outside of working on the fire crew together yeah yeah we (laughs) i barely remember this but for some (laughs) reason we made pancakes and we went on a hike to van Patten and kind of forgot how steep it was i know maddie was kill mccue that's what it was yes um yeah, and just like had a good time and went and I don't, did we go swimming? I don't remember. Maybe. I mean, but you I had your know. dog Murphy, yeah. so he jumped in. Yeah, it's just like a beautiful day. And, you know, when you're doing that like mindless kind of t- task of walking uphill, you just like conversation just flows. Yeah. I, and that was that was a big deal for me is because, you know, I and I, 
I, I don't know if anybody else knows a person like this, but I am an extrovert in a way where I can just kind of pick out some people and just be like, I'm going to befriend them in a way. And I will integrate myself into their lives somehow, some way. Yeah, and just force your friendship upon them. <laughs> As one introvert or extrovert does to an introvert. Yes, all my friends are, well, a lot of my friends are extroverts. But, and that is how I, I became friends with them. Indeed. And so, um, yeah, that's just one example of, you know, how we came to be friends is we started on a fire crew in uh, Baker and we whenever worked together in fire. She was a second year. I was a first year. And yeah, hung out during work and then got to hang out outside of work. And here we are five years later doing a podcast. Yeah, she ended up moving into our house during the summer <laughs> somehow. And um, one of my favorite memories with you was not outside, but it was when we called your sister yes. to figure out what the ice in my veins meant on <laughs> yes. that on the TikTok trend. Yes. <laughs> Catherine is far trendier than me. I'm not. Yes, you are. You're so much more in tune with things. You are. 100%. That's fact. <laughs> my sister calls me lame and I stand by that. I, I don't. She calls you lame? Yeah, 100%. Oh, wow. Yeah. I think my that sister, I, I think sisters just think we're lame. True. My sister thinks I'm pretty lame. True. Catherine and I are both older sisters and we have younger sisters. So we are the lame older sisters, (laughs) but here we are. But yeah. Okay. So little introduction for you guys. Um, Catherine, can you give us an intro of how you got to be where you are today? And yeah, a little background on you. Okay. So I did not grow up doing anything in the woods. Like I was hundred percent into soccer. I played for 16 years, 16 or 17, um, club soccer, it's huge in Western Washington, and we our family was really big into it. Both me and my sister played, so that was like the only thing that mattered. I remember one time my dad tried to take us camping during a tournament in the summer, and oh. <laughs> we threw a big enough fit that he just threw his hands up, and we drove back and made it to like the last few games. I'm pretty sure. So yeah, did not grow up like even thinking about it, and then um, in pursuing the end of my soccer career, I came and played at a small college in Oregon and um, it's pretty rural where it was and ended up falling in love. I mean, there's not a lot to do out here, so you kind of have to go outside and explore. And I kind of got into hiking and I was like, Oh, we got to figure all this stuff out. And it was really cool. And I felt really late to the game, even though I was like 19 and 20, but most of the people that I was around had like grown up hunting and fishing and hiking and like, that's just stuff their family did. And so I felt super kind of out of it. But yeah, um, soccer ended and in trying to find something to do besides drink, (laughs) I I, um, got into running and then running turned into a half marathon and then a marathon and then got into trail running um, as we stayed in in the mountains where I went to um, college. And yeah. So that's kind of like how I recreate outside um, as far as like career goes. I started college as a pre-med student. Hello. <laughs> a little different now, yeah, folks. Slightly different. Um, I, that lasted all of like two quarters until my bio class started getting into um, like the evolution stuff. And so we started doing like the plant evolution and like, you know, uh, what is it called? Like monocots to sporophytes to dicots to like all that stuff. And like that stuff just clicked for me. And so I was like, okay, how do I, how do I get more of this? And so kind of changed my major um, to more of like an ecology 
ecological biology or whatever and <clears throat> had no idea what I was going to do with that. Just knew that I liked it. Um, ended up taking a bunch of plant classes where I met my husband. Now Hot husband. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is that was my name in his phone for the longest time. <laughs> um, and then uh, still didn't know what I wanted to do and got into a master's program in Texas. I had never visited that town. I just up and moved. The one spontaneous thing I've ever done is I moved to Texas to do a master's in ag and natural resources where I did like a rangeland restoration project and I got to work with grass and cows and be out there. And it was awesome. Um, but Texas wasn't for me. It was good to get out of the Northwest to like see, see what else there is out there but I decided that that was not for me not <laughs> home not yeah definitely not home it was mm. it was definitely an experience like that is a different country down there um but yeah then moved back up here got into the forest service I um did fire in the summers to pay for my master's degree the second year after I finished I met Maddie um and then after two years in fire, I moved to fuels to hopefully to help myself move up faster in GS levels. And then the next year I did civiculture kind of because they work hand in hand. Um, civiculture is like the management of plantations, like tree plantations. And then from there, um, I was getting rejected from a lot of forest service jobs. It was um, not everything was like lining up for me the way I wanted it to. And so I just on a whim applied for a industry forestry position um, and got it. They took a chance on me. I don't have a forestry background, but they saw the potential and like how much I like to learn. And now I've been here um, two and a half years and love it. Have a great job. Get to be out in the woods like 90% of the time. I get to bring my dog. Like it's it's the perfect fit and I am so happy I got here. You know, I felt super lucky, but you know, yeah. I feel like it's not necessarily luck. It's just like a bunch of good decisions that just ended up working out for me in the end. You know, you put yourself in those good positions and find, find a niche for yourself. And I definitely did that. Yeah. I think that's really well said. And um, yeah, you're, you are always looking to learn new things and that's definitely something that, I really look up to and, and it's just another aspect of this community where you get to be around people that um that push you and motivate you not only you know within your professional aspect of things but within um you know how you recreate and how you choose to to live your life and you know the lifestyle that you hold for yourself is is pretty cool and um I know that's both really attractive for us um and and the friends that we are that we share is you know we we share similar lifestyles and that that now, is, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's yeah. Uh, let's see your up yeah. <laughs> upbringing and how it differs from mine. <laughs> Indeed. Um. Yeah. So, how did I get to where I am today? Well, um, I was raised by two fire people. My mom was a hotshot and a repeller, and was on a hell attack crew. And my pure badass. She's yes, she's kick ass. <laughs> um. And then my dad, um, is still working, and he uh is a part of um the forest overhead one of the adjacent forests here in northeastern Oregon and so you know I was I was fully raised in the fire family and it, it speaks it speaks uh, so much so much truth to just um 
the things that I grew up with. And, you know, now that I work for the Forest Service and, and work in fire, it's like, oh, you know, all these, all these things, all, all these things. weird colloquialisms yeah. my dad has. Yeah. Totally makes sense. Uh, you know, all these, you know, like, um, what are, what are the oh, acronyms? Acronyms were just like a, a, a constant in my childhood. And it, it makes so much sense now. <laughs> There's so many. Such a government thing. Acronyms for everything. And um, so I, yeah, we, I grew up hunting. I grew up in the outdoors. That was a huge part of um, my sister and I's. And it's just my sister and I, as far as kids go in our family, but a huge part of our upbringing, there was chores. We had a little property. Um, and that was, that was our big deal is we were always the outside kids helping dad, you know, slightly feral. I totally 100% feral. (laughs) I mean, my mom like definitely refined this a little bit, but we, (laughs) we have feral in our blood. Um, but yeah, raised by the fire family and, and something that's so unique. And I hold really close to the person that I am today is, um, you know, I was big into softball and I ended up playing softball in college. So Catherine and I are both former college athletes and that's something that's really unique. And, um, I think it speaks to a lot of our, um, you know, goal driven yeah. mindsets and, and just, you know, our, our I think it's like passion and drive and yeah. following through and stuff that we really love. Totally. And, and choosing to do hard things and choosing to be around people who are going to push you to accomplish those things, um, whether they're really hard. Um, but, you know, as um, as traveling sports go, you're you're all over the place, especially if you play on a really good team. And so I there were so many tournaments and, and nights and weekends and months spent on the road. And so many times I was sleeping on the couch or sleeping on the floor of a former coworker of my parents who worked together one summer in fire or one assignment in fire in 1990 just got so close over that short period of time yeah and now whatever it's it's 20 years later and i'm 15 and and they're hooking it up for you exactly and it's it was it was so cool and it was um i call them i call them like my fire uncle and aunts um throughout the tournaments and stuff you know people would ask me like oh where are you staying what hotel and it's like I'm not staying at a hotel, I man. I got a hotel. <laughs> I got my sleeping bag. <laughs> and so it's it's been a really organic transition to be on a hotshot crew because you just, you sleep wherever you can, man. And you just make it work. Um, but yeah, I was raised by fire and um, my parents never forced it upon me. They said, hey, you know, give it, give it a shot for one summer. And so I signed up or I applied my, the summer after my freshman year of college and, you know, freshman year of college, you're you're just worried about, you know, making sure that you're wearing the right, the right clothes to lift and the right clothes to practice and you're eating enough and you're at practice on time and, and you're doing it's all those things. It is. And it's such tunnel vision and you're not really, you're not thinking about what you're doing in the summer. You're thinking about the season. You're, you're just trying. What am I doing tomorrow? <laughs> what am, I'm just I don't to, know what I'm doing next week. I'm just trying to stay next afloat. <laughs> and so it really didn't hit me until, I mean, a, a month before I started. Yeah, did your mom ask you? Yeah. I love this story. Yes. So we're sitting down at Mother's Day brunch or whatever my mom asked me, she says, you know, Maddie, have you like, are you excited to start fire? You know, have you really thought about it? And I put both hands on the table and I looked at her and I said, I don't know what I signed up for. What, what does this actually mean? And I see my dad overhearing this conversation and he starts laughing. And my mom goes, oh my, um, well, Mads, you're going to have to kind of toughen up. And I, you know, I can be soft, but I, you feel like you're pretty tough. Yeah, exactly. Nope. You're a catcher. <laughs> I've been humbled. <laughs> I've been truly humbled in this line of work. But uh, it does have the same aspect of like, wear this, go here, oh, do this, check all this shit before we leave. Totally. Yeah, yeah. you got to be you got to be organized. It's yeah. organized chaos on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. 
But um, I will say being a college athlete definitely set me up for, I mean, some success. You're not going to be super successful when you first get there. It's totally fine. That's to be expected. But um, it didn't feel overly foreign. It was just, um, wow, this is really whatever I make of it. This is going to be something. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's how I ended up here. I worked two years on a fire crew, three years on a fire crew over in Baker and then got hurt my senior year of college when I got on with one of the hotshot crews that I'm currently on. And then, so I worked in dispatch last year and then this year, 2023, finished up first actual hotshot season. Whoop, whoop. Holla. Um, yeah. So that's kind of how I got here. Um, so kind of going on along with our introduction of our hosts here, uh, what sparked you to pursue this career? You kind of touched on it a little bit. Yeah, it Catherine. was <laughs> truly luck. <laughs> truly luck, she says, and all the right decisions. Yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah, I like, I can't express enough how happy I am to have found this. And if I would have told my 18-year-old self that I would be a forester living in a rural town when I grew up in Western Washington in a huge area, that I probably would have fainted. Like I would yeah. not have believed yeah, myself. Yeah, eighteen-year-old Catherine was a different gal. I was so different. Like so the different. last ten years have been, like I've been kind of reflecting on that, and I've changed so much for the better. I believe that's awesome. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I don't even know where to begin. But what'll be cool is when we interview some people that I used to work with. Yes. Um, those people influenced me tremendously in kind of keeping with it and making it interesting enough and like sharing what you all you can do with this it's like it really opened my eyes to a lot of stuff and um i'm so grateful to those people who we will hopefully be interviewing in episode two yes, stay um, tuned. <laughs> that are so amazing and just like made me want to stay so i don't know that's i mean like i love working alone but like the people keep me in it totally yeah know? i think you know that's that's totally why I chose to be on a hotshot crew is because, you know, of the team aspect. I'm a, I'm a huge team person through and through. And um, you'll hear so many times, you know, people don't stay in this line of work because of the work. It's because of the people. So I think we both are good examples of that. Yeah. Um, we talked a little bit about it, but, you know, how we recreate outdoors. Um, I just finished up with hunting season. Um, so it's been really cool to take that into my own hands um because your dad let you like scout it out and like really like figure it out for yourself and he was just like on the sidelines like yep let's do it yeah I'm here so that was that was a really cool um yeah that was a cool transition for me because you know he's I mean he's been so formative in so many different ways of my life um you know being a leader for me and being a role model when it comes to you know outdoor recreation and hunting as the sport it is um it's, it's so cool and it's so unique and there's, there's so many different ways that people go about it. Um, but it's been really special to, you know, learn firsthand from him and, you know, some of, some of his best friends, but, but take that into my own and, and, and start to make it, you know, something that I'm passionate about. So that was really fun. And we ended up both getting bulls this, this hunting season. So that was super special. Yeah. Um, I don't know if there will be another time that my dad and I both get a bull on the same day. So that was something super cool, but you know, outside of, of trail running and hiking and stuff, hunting something that um, I really enjoy doing outdoors. Yeah. And like, so for me, my husband kind of got me into hunting. Like I haven't killed anything 
yet, but like just the time spent in the woods with him, like scouting or shed hunting or, you know, whatever, like we have never, ever had a bad day in the woods. And like, that's our hard reset. Like when we, things are kind of like, we've been off at home and like get both kind of movie moody or whatever. We'll be like, okay, we need to go to the woods this weekend. We need to have a hard reset. Just have a great day together. Like even if we get stuck or the chainsaw breaks and catches on fire <laughs> when we're cutting wood and we just spent so much time like pulling it out from the downslope side of yeah. the road because we're young and stupid enough to cut wood on the downslope. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, yeah, just like any of, the, any of that stuff is just like great memories and great stories. And we could be like, yeah, this sucked, but like we did it together. <laughs> like we have hounds and so we run bobcats in the winter and last winter I killed my first one and and just like that experience like I was in a knee brace I had just got knee surgery like three weeks ago I had like badass trekking poles and you know hiked up this little hill <laughs> and like <laughs> shot it and I was so proud and I have all these pictures and like my knee brace and just like all that stuff is like so great to have together and like yes like I love doing stuff um, like trail running by myself and and with friends but it's like it's such a big part of our relationship too that I just love it yeah that's really that's really unique and that's that's cool that you know he's he's obviously so passionate about it and that's a huge and we've talked about this before you know you know girl friendships are so much different than guy friendships but when it comes to outdoor stuff that's that's how they communicate is then that's how they spend time together is they go hunting yeah like boys boys connect that way yeah and so it's cool to get to see that just sit yes. in the back seat and see <laughs> yes. you interact with your friends because it's so funny <laughs> i and i love all of lane's friends like he is another one of those people that is like good people only we both have kind of smaller friend groups but it's like these people are amazing like that's yes. why they're still here like you and lane has like five really good friends and like they're always there for each other yeah so that's kind of cool yeah no that's a solid friend group that he's got going on and has been able to share um yeah so with with all of that i think that's the, i mean that's a lot of information about ourselves honestly that is that's a lot for the world to know um i think we wrap it up with our favorite outdoor experience oh you you shared your earlier yeah earlier you. <laughs> you shared yours earlier yes yes we've been um, talking for too long <laughs> we have no, no, oh. I, that was a joke. Like, <laughs> okay. we're starting to mess up our words. This is fair. Um, but you get to share yours now. Yes. Okay, definitely Kill and Q. That was, like, a, a highlight. But uh, it was a very recent one, actually, is Catherine ran um, my 14-miler with me. I am uh, training for a marathon, and that was the furthest I ever ran. Yeah. So that was super fun. Yeah. And, yeah, Catherine's always just been, you know, badass at running. So this is something new for me. I'm considering it. I always... Whenever I'm running, I have the word NARP run through my head way too many times. Oh my god. Non-athletic regular person, and this is me being a NARP, is trying out a new sport of running. Yeah, new sports are hard. They are. And so it's been really fun. But yeah, doing that and running my official first half marathon mm -hmm. uh, that was 14 miles, but, uh, you know, included the 13.1 was really cool and really special for me. Yeah, just a really cool way to spend the day and kind of kick off, I don't know, like my long runs with, because I don't think prior to that I had done any long runs with you. 
yet. I think no, 14 was the first one we had I think done. you ran 10 by yourself or yeah. 12? Oh, I ran 12 down in California. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was that was really cool and uh, just a special thing because I, I never really thought that I'd ever be the type of person to be running long runs with You're Catherine. Distance <laughs> runner now. So here I am. Um, but yeah, that was really special. And It was I mean, a beautiful day and it went super smooth. And yeah. You couldn't have asked for anything better. We had some good pictures from that. True. Yeah, that was a solid day. I cannot say the same for my recent 16 miler. <laughs> that was. Uh, that, so is that your least favorite? After remembering right now, <laughs> I it, it um it was something. I, I'm glad I did it. The the company was great. Uh, I I was the anchor in that though. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. I mean, you have good ones. You have bad ones, and that one was just mentally tough. Yes. Yes. Definitely went to the pain cave, as Courtney DeWalter says. <laughs> <laughs> Our hero. Indeed. Um. No, that one was. That's funny because the difference between your 14 miler was just like, la, la, la. Oh, this my is gosh. amazing. You ran like two minutes faster. Yeah, I definitely, I felt the runner's high. I was like, oh, this is legit. And then yeah. I never, no, there was no, there was no high but on the, the 16er. Thi- but the, the thing about it is like, we can still laugh about it. Like, yeah, it was shitty. And I think this relates to like every outdoor experience. Like, even if it's a, it wasn't, it was hard. Yeah. That was hard for you. But even then, like to have good people around you and like now we look back at it, like another that's another core memory right there. It's true. Just, yeah, we suffered through this yeah. together. <laughs> there was every type of weather. There was ten mile an hour headwinds. There was we turned the corner and then it started freaking snowing and raining and then our feet got wet in the last mile and it was mm. like, screw it, I'm just gonna <laughs> run through these puddles. And then we hit sixteen and you're like, Whew, I freaking did it. And then we had a half mile back to the house from yep. there and you know, like that little, like, yeah, it was suffering, but at the same time, it's like, that's a core memory now. Indeed. Yeah. No, you're right. That is a core memory. I'm thinking of, uh, I think it's the movie. Oh, Inside Out? No. Oh, with a little You know, with all the emotions? Yes. That is, (laughs) I felt the little rage monster during that a little bit. (laughs) And then I felt blue and then, you know, you feel happy, but that is a core memory, like a shiny little, a shiny little memory now in my brain. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So yeah, we'll wrap it up there. Yeah. Um, Thanks for listening. And uh, we're excited for the next interview. Yes. Very excited. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast and sticking with us while we figure out how to edit and record this pod. If you want to help us out, like, subscribe, give us a comment and a review. That would really help us out. And if you have a story that you want to share or have someone to suggest that we interview, Uh, shoot us an email at decadesondirtroads at gmail.com. The contact info is also in our show notes.